Welcome to Discover Ag, where every week we discover what's new in the world of agriculture. I'm your host, Natalie Kavorik. And I'm Tara Vanderdusen, and together we bring you our professional farming opinions on a mix of entertainment, facts, and trending news articles in the ag and food space. We keep our fingers on the pulse so you don't have to. Happy New Year. Welcome to Season 3. I know. It's so funny because I feel like in our minds, we see like the construct of seasons, but everyone else is like, isn't it just episode 62? But no, you guys, this is a new season. This is season three. We're in it. 2023. Speaking of being in it, you're in your new podcasting. Yes, I am. I'm coming to you guys live from the new office slash podcasting space. And I'm so excited about it. I actually called Tara this morning and was like trying to get everything set up just how I want it to be. But I don't know. It's fun. I've shared photos um, on my personal Instagram, but I was just saying when people were commenting how fun it is to be in a space that is like a creative space, like something that like fuels me instead of like podcasting from like the dining room table or I don't know, you know, somewhere random. So it's kind of fun to have like a podcasting studio. You've had one this whole time though. I know. And I'm not in mine today. So I feel like maybe next week we'll get – actually, next week yeah. we definitely won't be on the same page. So maybe like no. by the end of January. Yes. Also, I feel like now I should probably say I have no voice. So Natalie's going to just have to like yeah. take – This will be a solo on. episode of Natalie actually. We're going to wave be- Tara off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's going to be being like, uh-huh. Okay. Yep. That's actually my silent. worst nightmare. Please don't make me podcast alone. <laughs> okay. I won't. But I'm really sorry that my voice sounds terrible to everyone. So another change that we're bringing to you guys with season three is YouTube video. We are now going to upload our um, podcast to YouTube. So if you know someone that would rather consume them from that format, or if you guys would like to tune in for a visual aspect, we now have a Discover Ag YouTube page and all the, we're actually going to have quite a, I guess a few different options there to watch. You'll have the full episode to watch. We'll also have like mini videos kind of broken down to like maybe five to eight minute increments of kind of our favorite you know, points of the different podcasts pulled out. So if you, you know, want to consume that way or send them to friends that way, it is now a new platform you guys can um, share for us. Yep. We're YouTube girlies now. We're excited. Mm -hmm. We're also TikTok girlies. We're putting some reels over there. So we're just hitting it hard. Season three, which we're actually going to talk about at the end of the podcast, uh, you know, kind of 2023 goals or word or, you know, the whole shebang of what people like to talk about. Um, But yeah, our podcast is kind of one of the things we're focusing on a lot. So we're kind of hit, I don't know, like hitting the ground running, I'd say for 2023. I know I'm ready for it. And on that note, I feel like we should just jump right into our episode. I was going to say, let's kick it off with a rundown of what everyone can expect. So for a a moment, uh, we'd actually don't have one centered around milk or meat, but we're kind of, I guess we're melding like an old segment with the new one. We're doing something in our lives that is the moment. So we have something fun for you guys to share about that. Kind of our weekly obsession is what it used to be. And then we'll move into our top three industry news pieces you guys need to know this week. Um, first up, we have Harvard and Kraft Heinz are trying to make sugar healthier. So what a... Yeah, that one's an uh, interesting one. I feel like it's actually really interesting with first of the year, like everyone like dieting, like health kicks. Like it's like their whole thing is like make sugar healthy. I think it's absolutely insane. So I can't wait to dive into it. Uh, we have Starbucks launches 10 new menu items just in time for Veganuary. One of my favorite words. Oh my God. The amount of times that that article says plant-based, like it's like, I, we should make it a drinking game again. Like every time Starbucks says plant-based, you have to take a shot of real milk. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. And then our last news article we will cover this week is food trends for 2023, which I, um, Tara always sends me New York times articles to read and I don't pay for New York times. I'm going to bite the bullet and pay it. But, um, at first I was you like, just use my login. I don't know okay. why you can't just do that. I don't think you should illegally tell people oh, what we're doing on the internet. We, we are definitely not doing that. You guys, we are rule <laughs> abiders and we would never break rules in that manner. Um, but I was kind this of like, so good though. This it is so good. Really when good. you finally sent, I tried to text you and be like, can you screenshot me the article? So I know what it's about. And I was reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many interesting things that what they're predicting for 2023 food trends. So I'm excited to dive into that one. And then we'll, like we said earlier, we'll wrap up the podcast kind of talking about 2023 for Tara and I, like both personally and professionally, because we're all about balance here. You got to have both. Yep. I'm excited for it. So you want to tell, since my voice is terrible, why don't you tell everyone about our giveaway? Oh yeah, of course. So, um, as always, you guys, um, please remember that every single month we do a giveaway, um, to say thank you for listening to the discover podcast and helping us share it and grow it. Um, we pick one person, whether you share us on social channels, you know, whether you that's in your stories or a post or whatever that looks like, or you leave us a review on the podcasting platform. We collect those over the month. We keep track of them. And at the end of the month, we pick one person who did that and we send them a really awesome goodie bag. And we've talked about before how they're filled with a ton of our favorite things. So be sure we're starting clean slate January. If you haven't won yet, you have a chance to. So be sure to share um, and tag us at Discover Ag. Yeah, and I'll be announcing the December winner tomorrow and shipping out the the box. So, new month. All right. Well, should we dive into our what is the moment this week? Yes, I picked this one. But we both do it. Yes. Why don't you kick it off? Oh, wait. No, you're doing your oils. No, you should. Well, we're going to – we changed our mind, you guys. Clearly, we didn't plan this very well. (laughs) No, we'll do our – let's do our face roller. We cannot think straight. I'm this – sore throat is just throwing off my whole life. Uh, yeah. Face rollers. That's what I wanted to do. I have been rolling. We'll we'll do it because what Tara wants, Tara gets you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I have been rolling my face and I love it. I put it in the freezer and then in the morning I roll it out, roll it on my face. I feel like you did not explain that at all. So people who are tuning in who have no idea what's going on. I I mean, I'm fairly new to the face roller game. It has been around for a very long time. It is part of like, you know, a wellness trend, but they're essentially like little, what did, what would you say they look like? Well, there's, I guess they come in like different sizes well, mine and has stuff. Like, yeah. Mine has like a longer stone, like rolling stone on one end, a smaller stone on the other yeah. end. And so then- anyway, you, I, we, we freeze them. I think that's a majority of the trend, but it helps mm-hmm. with like swelling, depuffing. I think there's some, I haven't totally looked into like the science behind it, but I think there's some stuff with like lymphatic drainage maybe, but it's supposed to just like help you know, shape, contour, just appearance. Ladies, we're going for appearance. And that's what the face roller does. So you can, I mean, they're available for a wide spectrum. We'll link on um, the Discover Ag Stories, what we use. I got one off Amazon. I've been, that was under $20, but I have been thinking about investing in like one of the nice ones. Ashley, hello, Ashley um, has has a fancy one. A very fancy one. She was all about that when we were in Vegas. She was face rolling galore. The like, the scraping thing too. What's it called? Yes. I have one of those stones. Um, and I've like kind of fallen out of it, but it's, it's kind of, I think it's a gasha stone, or at least gotcha. that's how I say it. Um, yeah. and I, I think it's under the same kind of idea of the face roller. Mine was like a pack, like a combo pack that came mm-hmm. together. And yeah. I really love it. I do the roller in the morning and the stone at night. 
Rue even likes to roll his face. When I'm rolling, he'll grab the roller and roll. So it's it's a hit for the whole family, you guys. But anyway, if you're looking into uh, something you want to implement for 2023, uh, it's a, I, I mean, both of us really enjoy it. Like it. Yep. 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 We put our stamp of approval on it. Go discover it. Oh, we need like, like a cool that. like tagline. That is a we'll work on that, but I like that. That was good. <laughs> that was but that was well well said. All right, diving into our first industry news piece you guys need to know this week. Um Harvard, the headline is Harvard and Kraft Heinz are trying to make sugar healthier. So in a drive to reduce the amount of total sugar in their products by 60 million pounds come 2025. Um, Heinz has turned to Harvard's WISS Institute. I don't know if it's, it's W-Y-S-S. So essentially they wanted them to create a substitute that could replace sugar. And the team was kind of like, um, that sounds maybe a little hard. So what we're going to do is, um, you know, tweak sugar. So they're looking at applying the idea of, you know, using enzymes, to turn sugar into more of a fiber so that um, there's a whole science behind it with like pH and hitting different, you know, certain part of the body. But basically if they converted the sugar into fiber, it would lead to less sugar being absorbed by the body. You know, you say that they wanted to like replace sugar and I'm like, but haven't people kind of already done that? Like, don't we have like honey, agave, like 50 billion different types of like sweetener? Yeah, I think, I mean, this goes down to something you and I talk about a lot is that like in America and I guess in other, you know, non-third world places, like food choice is pretty good. You know, like we have a lot of things out there. Like you said, do we really need to replace something with sugar? Yeah, do we Um, need another sugar out there? No, but I find it insane that, I mean, one thing that I guess we haven't talked about a ton on this podcast is while we talk about how like safe, affordable, and abundant the food system is, we also kind of have like a little bit of an unhealthy food system. <laughs> right. And right. how much research is going into like how to make it so we can eat more sugar and it be not bad for us? Yeah. That's what blows my mind is that's the point we're at instead of like maybe addressing that sugar's bad and we should be cutting it out. Um, we're Did like, you? how can we still eat sugar? Like it's totally American. It's like such yeah. an American thing. How can we eat sugar and not have it affect us? Did you read the Hunger Games? Well, I've watched the shows. I, mean, I don't think it got into it in the shows, but the books, like one I've of the read the books would, too. Oh, okay. They did in the Capitol was they had like a pill they would take that they could yes. eat as much as they wanted. It, this was giving Hunger Game Capital vibes. Hunger Game like, vibes. Yep. Like, how can we eat more and not get fat? <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. Also, I mean, talking about like going back to our episodes where we talked about food waste and also like malnutrition that we have going on in society. Again, that like the funding that we're going into this, just I don't know, Heinz, solve something else. I mean, that's my that's my takeaway from it is like this is not what I'd be putting my industry dollars towards. Yeah, like Harvard, come on, you can't come up with something better. We need to study. It will be interesting to see if they actually do, like if this isn't just a one-off news article though. Like if something actually does come out of this, and then we are like we were there from the beginning, you guys. We covered this we from day news. one, day news. one coverage on Discover Act breaking news. <laughs> I mean, it came out on Christmas, so we're a week behind. Isn't it funny? I saw that and I was like, it's so funny that like people are like this was the article. They're like, let's roll this out on this Christmas is Day it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be our news coverage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all the things happening in the world. This is what you need Christmas morning. 
Merry Christmas. Although that w- that is kind of like Merry Christmas. You could eat sugar and it's not bad for you. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to move into Starbucks? Launching yeah. 10 new menu items in time for vegan wary. You said it way better than me. I did say it way better than me. <laughs> Veganuary. It's vegan in January. Thank you. I, I, used, I used to say Veganuary, and I was like, that's oh a weird God. word. <laughs> that is does that feels very inappropriate. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> however you say the word, that's what we're talking about today. So this is like drinks, foods, all sorts of different things that they're bringing. But I want to say this is in the UK only, um, which I thought was kind of interesting because we know when we talk to our friends across the pond, they get hit a lot harder with like the vegan things. I was going to say that, that I'm not surprised that this was done in across like in the UK and from a UK news source because they are, I do feel like they shove the plant-based narrative way harder than, which is surprising than America. But I definitely do think like UK is front runner for some of these things. Are you like a Starbucks girly? Do you even have no. Starbucks? No, no, I am not. No. Uh, we have, we got one in town, but I'm not. I don't drink coffee, but mm-hmm. I don't really like Starbucks. So I'm not totally – I say that because I'm not totally familiar with their menu. But some of these are like things coming back. Like they've been there mm-hmm. before, but they're bringing them back. And then some of them are like completely new. Before we dive into the menu, I wanted to give history on Veganuary. Oh. So as I said, it's a combination of the words vegan and January. It was first held in 2014 – And I actually wanted to Google a little bit about the people that founded it. So I might do that while you're talking. In 2015, their first year, they had 12,800 signups. In 2021, they had over 500,000. And I was going to look. So I'll also do this (laughs) while you were talking. I wanted to see if it's on a decline or if it's still increasing. But basically, if anyone's never heard of Veganuary, um, it was a marketing and, I mean, well done by the people who came up with it. But it's basically a marketing ploy to you know, push the vegan agenda. So they encourage people to try veganism out each year beginning at the beginning of January from January one to 31 as a way to try out if like the plant-based lifestyle is good for you and it's a good fit. And so, like I said, kudos to them because I do feel like it, um, I don't know, gets it out in the narrative, like the news. Yeah. Like starting off the new year with something new, like making, you know, you got dry January, like the people are just trying all sorts of things mm-hmm. right now. So if there was a time for people to like get on a trend, it's like right now. Yep. So I, one of the things I found interesting is I told, I said it like kept saying plant-based and a lot of the options are actually not vegan at all. They're vegetarian. So they have dairy and they have egg. Yeah. And a lot of them are only plant-based. I'm using air quotes, which means that they can't like guarantee – like a lot of times plant-based is used when they can't guarantee it's like absolutely vegan. So like there's a hot chocolate that's like plant-based, but like there could be a chance it like, you know, has some kind of dairy in it or something or like was contaminated by dairy. So I think that was kind of interesting. I didn't know that about plant-based, that that's the way they use that, like, phrasing. Yeah, a lot of times they can say, like, plant-based. Like, there's even, like, a vegan cheese that I know of that's plant-based, but they it uses um, a milk casein to make the cheese. So it technically still has dairy in it. That's very misleading for – I actually feel bad for people who are trying to be mm-hmm. vegan yeah. because I would be a little annoyed about that. Um, but, yeah, I noticed that, too. I noticed that basically it's just no meat. 
yeah. there's still a ton of dairy. There's a lot of cheese, egg, obviously. Um, the egg so basically they're just picking on meat. Me. What, yeah, what's uh, new? Like, egg and meat or egg and milk confuses me though because I'm like, you, what do you think happens to that animal when they stop producing eggs or milk? Well, we've had this conversation I before. Podcast. I mean, I don't think necessarily Starbucks cares about like some of the initiatives. So they're just giving the, they're just trying to play into the latest of like, what do consumers want? What's the latest consumer trend? And it, it like, for whatever reason, I do think we're on the downhill side of it and people are starting to come out of it. But for the last couple of years, it has been like to, you know, no dairy, no soy, no, or not no soy, Um, but like to be plant-based. Yeah, Starbucks, they mentioned in this article too that um, there isn't an upcharge because I don't know if you've ever seen like that entire debacle is that a lot of places have like an additional charge for like almond milk, oat milk because it is more expensive than traditional dairy. And then people got really mad and were like, it's a vegan tax and you're just like taxing us for being vegan. And it's like, no, it just the product costs more. So they like said it in there two times, like no additional cost you can substitute for any milk. Mm. or a milk alternative. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then they had the prices at the bottom, which they're in euros, mm-hmm. but they seem expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, again, not a frequenter of Starbucks, but I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. So I actually encountered this news article on Twitter, my new favorite platform, you guys. And so I clicked on Veganuary because they have a Twitter account. And I thought, (laughs) I thought uh, this just goes to show like some of the nuanced conversation you and I like to have about the health side of being vegan. But two of their top posts, because I did not scroll very far down. I literally think it was maybe, I think there was one post at the top and then these two were the next um, two. And one was, did you know, I'm going to share this to Discover Story so you guys can visually see it, but did you know these well-known UK sweets and snacks are hashtag vegan? It is chips, cookies, what looks like American Starbursts, and then I would call what looks like American Top Ramen. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, like that's what they're encouraging for their vegan, um, which I guess they do say sweets and snacks, but I'm just like how I just hate so much that people associate being vegan and vegetarian with health. And then these are like your options for snacks. And then the other post, which will probably get you fired up a little bit. It said, don't believe the myths about protein. If you eat a variety of plant-based foods, it's easy to get enough. And then they have 10 vegan sources of protein, which is like nuts, peas, tofu, lentils, lentils chickpeas, which I don't know if you guys remember when one of the past episodes we talked about, we talked about that TikTok star, like influencer star that said one of her frustrations when she was talking about the vegan diet was she's like, I could not get satiated. Like I could not get full. And they just kept telling me eat more chickpeas, eat more nuts. And she's like, how many cans do I have to eat to feel good? Like this isn't a normal amount. This is not good. And here they are at the top of their TikTok, just encouraging it. Oh, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole right now. All right. We'll save it for another news. I just, because yeah, we've, I mean, how many times have we covered this, had experts, like the podcast that we covered a while back, like if you're going to be vegan, you have to get even more protein than the recommended because it is not complete protein. And yeah, everybody just like shoving, like vegans in general, usually like shoving that comment, like, oh, you can get enough protein from chickpeas. And it's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. So the last um, thing I'll add about it is that there is a new trend 
to counter Veganuary called Reganuary, which is regenerative agriculture uh, combined that, with January. Oh, wait till our next news article. We got a whole thing about that. And it encourages people to eat local seasonal meat and vegetables that have been farmed where possible using techniques that improve biodiversity and re- restore soil health, something that is obviously not part of the Veganuary marketing campaign. So I think you guys will all know which one Tara and I will be taking part in um, to kick off the New Year's. More animal protein. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like that teases up well for how will we eat in 2023 article. Here are 10 predictions. Um, and they include high-end jello shots, fascinating locations, outer space. It's like they've got some big predictions. But actually, I was like when I was researching for this, a lot of people had similar predictions. So I think they might be like headed in the right direction. We could, They're a trusted source. We brought yeah. a trusted source to the podcast, you guys. So the first one is flavor of the year and it is embrace the brine. So like marine flavors. And so even like cocktails that are garnished with like crab claws or oysters, like very like brunch vibes was um, one of the things in there too. Mm -hmm. The big brunch is making Clamato cool. Yep. Which I was actually with family. We rang in the New Year's in Deadwood. Um, I don't know why this made me think of this because I just read sea vegetables like kelp, but um, my sister-in-law, they were snacking on seaweed. So, Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So then word of the year, this goes right into what you're saying. Calling yourself a climatarian, as we learned in a couple episodes ago, what that is, is actually so 2022. I know. I love that. Then, <laughs> the new term is regenivore. Well, yours was slightly different, though, the word that you used. Or was well, it Well, January, because that's, they're oh, calling Re-January. it. Oh, January. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So that is where we're at in 2023. It's about healing the planet through carbon-reducing agriculture, uh, rigorous animal welfare policies, um, good treatment of people who grow and process the food, uh, climate hero ingredients. So are you – would you call yourself a regenivore? No. I think I just call myself an eater, <laughs> a person who eats food with morals. <laughs> Have you seen the and a knowledgeable background? That's yeah. what they're melding together. <laughs> Have you seen there's like a reels going around that's like I want to thank me for eating all this amazing food this year. I yeah. want to thank my body. I'm like that's me. <laughs> I want to thank me for eating. I mean, I like on paper though. Like I support what Regenivore stands for. Yeah. I like it better than climatarian. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely moving in the right direction. I think so too. Um, the fact they even man, like mention animal welfare and like things like that, I feel like are a good sign. Or focusing on like he, like healing the planet, which hopefully the next level of nuance then will be how animals play a role in that cycle. And they're part of the solution, yeah. which I'm totally fine of baby steps in the right direction, but that's like the umbrella above. So I feel like, again, very happy with this prediction for the word of the year. I feel like I'm going to start using it. Regenerable. I love that for you. I actually listened to side note tangent. I listened to a podcast with Kim Kardashian, which I found super interesting because she's not on a ton of them. And they well, inquired about random. her diet. It was the Gwyneth Paltrow's The Goop, if anyone wants to oh listen to it. Oh my gosh. Have you gone to that comment section? Tara, no. <laughs> the no. Goop followers are so angry that she interviewed Kim Kardashian. Like go, the comment section is a dynamite. 
Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Anyway, she was talking about our favorite, like flexitarian and how she says that she tries to be vegan when she can, but she always isn't. I was like, okay, so maybe we'll send Kim and she can be a regenivore. She can yeah. try that in her We'll let her know what that is. Vocabulary when you, when you instead. When you talk to her later this week, let her know. That's what we decided for her. Uh, under this note, before we move on, they're also looking at, which kind of makes me happy, but they, I think they mentioned like food waste and like reducing waste and packaging and stuff. So I do think that there's like, again, a growing movement of focus in the right things when it comes to our, the food space. You are just like taking all of my lines from this article. Well, you told me to talk more in this podcast. So I know. I'm sorry. I'm still struggling. Uh, so snack of the year is chicken skins. So this is kind of funny compared to like the vegan topic. Like mm-hmm. literally people are using like chicken skins in place like of carbs like chips for 2023. So I was very surprised when I you know, scrolled over to this screenshot for you that the snack of the year was an animal-based um, yeah. snack. Which like in my mind then kind of like I always have this conversation and you and I actually had it when we were guests on Damien's the Business of Agriculture podcast. But like sometimes do you think we make a mountain out of a molehill? You know what I'm saying? Like is the does the loud voice of vegan, vegetarians, plant-based, is it get in our head a little bit too much where we're like we have to fight and combat this narrative when like, you know, the snack of the year is chicken rinds? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's kind of what it spurred for me when I saw it. I think yes and I think no. I, and I, I think it's similar to what I said at Damien's is that like I think if we don't do some combating, they will get louder and more mm-hmm. populous. Than this are. is also – so in my mind, and I guess you can tell me if you have a different opinion about this, but I do feel like a lot of the places that push these, you know, bad and false – like, you know, quotation bad narratives, but like museums. Like someone just sent me the other day. They were touring one in I think Chicago or New York or somewhere, one of my friends, and they're like, look at what was up there. And it was a whole thing. And I oh, think yes. Katha even did I got maybe this, um, yeah. you know, about how – so I do feel – and this – going to what I was going to say, these, this magazine article is the food space. It's like chefs. And I do feel like the food space has like a better concept on like, you know, what, you know, animal price proteins and the whole system and how food works as opposed to like people outside removed from it. So I guess I'm not, the more I think about it, I'm not totally surprised that like, you know, a food prediction would involve an animal-based protein animal as protein. the snack. Yeah. Well, and it said because things are getting so expensive that they're trying to figure out how to like utilize like the entire animal. So like if you're going to buy a chicken, like what what else can we do besides just and that is the conversation we should be having. Yep, for sure. A hundred percent. Like how can we use more of it? How can we make it better? Not how can we replace it? How can we get like buy without it? Because you can't. You can yeah. not. So next food trend is uh, Japan adjacency. So basically just this was everywhere. Very heavy Asian cuisine influences. Um, And then like the adjacency would be like Italian food with like a Japanese flair. And I will say one of the best restaurants I've ever been to was actually an Italian restaurant in Japan. And it was amazing. So I'm really excited for this trend. I'm like so confused by this trend. But that's okay because I don't think I'll be experiencing a lot of it in my little local rural town. (laughs) So I'm I think this track can go right on by me in 2023. Uh, okay, moving on to the next one is the thrill of the thrift. I liked this like, one. Inflation is just crazy. Like people are just trying to figure out, you know, what they can do to save money. Um, get like use small appliances like microwaves, air fryers instead of turning on the oven. And I was laughing because my dad actually got an air fryer for Christmas from my mom. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's so on, on trend. So on for trend. So on point. Right. Yeah. Way to go, dad. Uh-huh. You got an air fryer. Um, 
The next one was tuber of the year. This one I saw everywhere. It is a yube, I think is how you say it. That's how I'd a, say it. A slightly nutty tasting vanilla scented purple yam from the Philippines. It looks beautiful. There's like a yube pie that they have a picture of. We can share it. And it looks like bright purple. So I'm like a decent cook, chef, whatever you want to call it. But I am the worst in my family. I mean, maybe tied with my oldest sister. But my two middle sisters are fabulous chefs. And I feel like I could do not. I feel like this, the image of this beautiful, like you said, this tuber um, cake or pie, I feel like that that has my sister's name written all over it with some like date nest, you know, crusted graham cracker thing. I don't know. It just really reminds me of my sister. So I'm actually going to send it to her and get her. I want to see if maybe she'll make some things with it or something. Because again, I will probably not be cooking with the you if we're going to be honest around here. It, I'm I'm going to try to search it out at a restaurant. I will probably not be cooking at home with it, yeah. but I will be searching it out at a restaurant. So wait um, for the Ube update. And if anyone's ever had one, please DM us oh, yeah. on the Discover uh, oh, I hope it's Instagram like, page and like let us know. Like give yeah, us like the pawpaw fruit. Like if yeah. you know what a Ube is, please give us all the information. Yes, we need it. We need Ube professionals out there. Okay, the next one was kind of weird. It's like all about space. Like everything is going back to space. And this kind of happened during the Apollo era as well with like free dried ice cream. And so now people are like doing that again. Like Coca-Cola has a limited release Starlight that calls itself space flavor. They said they're not exactly sure what that actually means, but that's what they're being marketed as. So I I think this is dumb. I think this will fizzle out quicker and then it will catch on. I think it's just like probably Coca-Cola trying to figure out how to sell more drinks. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really, this is like my least favorite and I'm not really behind it. Next one is experimental eating experiential. How would you say, how do you say that? Yeah. Experiential. experiential. Eating, uh, where you like really cool things happen, like flaming desserts, ice sculptures at the dinner table, cocktails that like have smoke coming out of them. Just like very, like an experience while you're eating. Yeah, I think this obviously stems from like multiple years in a row now of people not being able to go out and dine. So there's that aspect where they're like wanting to again and being able to. But then also, I don't know, like I kind of feel the same way. Like I don't love to eat out. I do on vacation, but I feel like even if I lived in a city that did have more dining out options, I like wouldn't be totally into it. It's just not my favorite thing. So I can see why there's like this pull to make it like more of an experience because I wonder if that's actually more of how society's feeling. Like I do feel like there's trends to like cook at home more and like have, I don't know. I'm just wondering if that's again, like maybe the restaurant's idea to like get more people back in. Yeah. I'm going to completely disagree with you. Eating out is literally my favorite thing. If I could do that for every single meal, I would. <laughs> you, are, you are insane. I love being in the kitchen. Luke and I cook together most nights and it's like my favorite thing. I, I love, love that it. for you. I love that for us too. Thank you. Um, okay. Next we got two more, uh, deeper into West African cuisine. I'm not very familiar with African cuisine, so I don't have a lot to add to that, but I'm excited to try some new things. I just, where are you going to try all these things at? Do you think like, well, larger, like would Lubbock have some of it? I wonder. Oh, heck no. But you and I do fun things for Discover Ag. Maybe I'll, I'll try to, you know me when we go to a city, I find a restaurant for us. So I will scope out. Stay tuned, you guys. And then the last one, I actually love this vibe of the year is communal eating. Yes. I love this too. Have you ever eaten at a community table in a restaurant? Yes. Um, 
And a lot of it, I even, uh, I went to Europe. Well, gosh, it was before I even met Luca with a couple girlfriends, uh, Portugal. Like, I feel like that is actually oh, hugely yeah. rooted in that. And so, um, I feel like uh, I authentically even experienced, you know, like communal, communal food. Yeah. In Santa Fe, it's very popular in Santa Fe. A lot of the restaurants are community tables. So it's just like kind of a natural part when you eat out there. It, no, that's fine. You could sit at a community table. Listen, I am dying to go to Santa Fe. We just, I just How have, have to. How have you never been? I don't know. I keep trying to get you to go with me and you won't. I'll so. go. I go all the time. I'm going in a couple <laughs> weeks. I'm going twice in the month of January. I'm well, pretty sure. thank you for rubbing it in my face. <laughs> I'll let you know when. Okay, that was all of the vibes. Oh, small so – there was one other thing about um, bonus small bites. And these are just like cocktails, like really fun cocktails. So get excited about cocktails. They said there's going to be a lot of avocados in cocktails, which I thought was weird, but Ugh, I'm not there for that trend either. I know. It was like moving on from avocado toast to avocado drinks. I was like, I wasn't there for avocado toast either. So yeah. How about we just move on from avocados? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody out there loves avocados and they're not happy with us right now. <laughs> okay. Tag us in your stories as you eat it. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. So that is all of our news articles mm-hmm. for... Now we're going to wrap up the episode talking about 2023, I guess. Yeah, 2023. Do you ha- – what – are you setting a New Year's resolution? Are you picking like a word? What is your vibe this year? I have not decided. So Luke and I literally had, you know, the six-hour drive back from Deadwood yesterday and we were like kind of talking about this and we got more into him than me, <laughs> which is fine. I'm like, we're glad you're sorted out, honey. <laughs> but I haven't decided. I have done kind of a clagromerate – clagromerate. Clagromerate. Yeah. <laughs> I of it all. I have picked words of the year, which have felt right. And I'm glad I've done. Um, I have set um, where like every month I try and like meet one goal that month. I've done it from that approach before. I also last year, which I think is maybe the route I'm going to take for 2023. I made a 22 in 2022 list. So essentially you write down 22 things you want to do that year and they can be really small, like, you know, clean out the bedroom hall or bedroom closet or like whatever, or something really big. It's just like, it, it's just a list of 22 things you want to get done. And I do feel like that was really helpful for me. It kept me on track and held me pretty accountable. I actually have some friends who do it and I think that helped too. And so I think that's what I'm going to do for 23 is make a list 23 in 2023. What are you doing? I have been picking a word for the last few years. I picked build and that was the year I started my own business. And I picked Elevate for last year. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of feel like I should just pick Discover for this year. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I really like want to discover. I want to, I have some like bucket list traveling I want to do. Like I have things I want to discover. So I think I'm going to do that. I like the idea of the list though. I'm like a list. We're both pretty listy people. Yeah. Um, So I feel like that. And then I am actually going to be focusing on eating healthier. So eating Mm -hmm. out less probably (laughs) and (laughs) working out more. So I'm actually working with a nutritionist, nutrition at its roots starting on Monday. Oh, awesome. Get back from Puerto Rico. That is, um, I mean, if I had to do, I guess maybe I'll copy you. I do like the word discover for this year. I've just wanted to, I feel like, and this is totally, it's not totally counterintuitive to making a list because I do feel like the 23 you know, in 2023 is like almost like a giant yearly to-do list more than like constriction. But I feel like some of the other years when I sent goals or like tried to map out the year for me, it felt too like tight, like too much constraint for me. And so for this year, I was like, I do want to just more 
instead of like having a business plan or having, trying to map everything out, like last year, you and I joined a mastermind at the beginning of the year. And I was trying to like map everything that was going to happen out for like, you know, quarter one, quarter two. Yeah, quarter how three. did that work out for you? I know <laughs> we were actually, you guys, we were laughing the other day about how like we both joined this mastermind individually and then basically built a whole new business together that we had no <laughs> idea we were even going to build. But so I think that, I think if anything, my past has taught me that like, I don't need to be so rigid. I actually like, going back to like, if we talk a little bit about human design, um, you know, my human design is a manifestor. And so I do work better in like, you know, no spontaneity. Yes. And so for this year, I was like, I do want to just be more fluid in like trusting and exploring what the year has to offer me than trying to like set a goal and attain it. So I do kind of like, like discover that. for me too. That's fine. You can borrow it. We can, um, it. I did want to tell everyone who's listening, um, our friend, Ashley, if you don't follow her, she's um, by Ashley Machado online, but she actually tweeted this the other day. And I thought it was a good reminder because while Tara and I do obviously love like, you know, being business professionals and talking about business and setting goals, like that's literally what our business Elevate Ag is, you know, created around is like building a business online and helping you guys do it. But she said, take some time to celebrate your wins from 2022 before putting together your goals of 2023. It lowers anxiety by shifting your focus from what you haven't done yet to what you've already accomplished. Um, and I thought that was a really good reminder of like, of just appreciate 2020 before everyone gets all like in a hustle bustle to like get everything, you know, set in line out for 2023. Yeah. I did think it was a good reminder and kind of like, you know, for book club, for Elevate Book Club, we read Gap in the Gain. I do feel like it was like rooted in like, just take time to appreciate like what 2022 had for you, whether that was like good or bad or indifferent before like placing yourself in, you know, fully in 2023 and leaving it behind. I, we've done a little reflecting. I feel like I've texted you a few times like last week. Like I just, I can't believe a year ago today we left to go film, film Elevate Ag. Mm -hmm. And so it just feels really crazy that we're like one year later and like where we're at. So I've been trying to reflect on it. I think we're better about that because we read the gap in the game. Probably, but enough reflecting. We should tell everyone what we're doing next week because let's get right into 2020. Yeah, right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on. To, okay, good. Well, we reflected long enough. Yeah, exactly. Now, now let's work. That felt good. I'm so glad we did that. <laughs> now we're going to be discovering Puerto Rico this week. Yeah. So as you guys know, with the podcast, we love to travel to conferences and bring them to you. And we're doing that uh, next week um, with American Farm Bureau in Puerto Rico. I am so excited for this. I think it's going to be – I went to this conference last year in Atlanta, Georgia and spoke at it, and it, I've met some incredible people there. I loved it, so I'm so excited to go again. You and I are talking about exploring some farmers markets, maybe some farms, so you guys will have to tune in next week for that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so part of us going, we're actually going to be podcasting this Discover Ag episode live from one of the American Farm Bureau um, stages. So you guys will definitely have to tune into that episode. Um, we'll tell you all about, um, you know, Puerto Rico uh, agriculture, hopefully. Like Tara said, we want to ex- try and get out and experience it. And we'll also tell you about the convention. So just do not miss that. We're going to be bringing you some really fun and exciting things that we're obviously, we are obviously very excited to kick off 2023 in Puerto Rico. Yes. All right. Well, thank for that. Thank you for listening to Discover Ag, where every Thursday we cover the top three industry news pieces you guys need to know this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it or leave a review. And if you want more of us during the week, you can always follow us on Instagram at discoverag underscore at Natalie Kavoric and at Tara Vanderdusen. See you next week. 